are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. Back in the building. What up? We, t- we took a little vacation, Canada Day, 4th of July. We had a lot of partying to do. Webb, I can see you are hungover. How are you feeling today? Great. The eyes never lie. As great as the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> so terrible. We have so much to get into today. The NBA Finals are set. They begin tomorrow or today as you are hearing this. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs as a whole. We're going to review all of it. Best performances, guys that, who can take a leap next year, some trades that I see coming. We're going to talk about all the coaches that have been hired. And we're going to talk about the future president of the United States, Brad Stevens. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Yep, always. Let's start with the coaching hires. There was news today. Atlanta hired Nate McMillan as their full-time coach. He got a four-year contract. This was the least surprising news of the year to me. He fully deserved it. I'm glad they made this official. I'm surprised they waited till now, though. Are you a little surprised that it wasn't done like two months ago? I think he actually rejected an offer a couple months ago. So I'm not that surprised. I think they, I think they gave him an offer and he turned it down because he gambled on himself and knew he could get more money he's a genius then because that's 100 percent the right move but does he make an extra two million dollars a year now because of this run i think he probably does right yeah he probably does and i hope this buys him some security for a while i think in the nba anyone can get fired anytime now like pop has security and then no one else does so i think if he goes if they miss the playoffs the next two years he's gone i hope not but maybe I, th- I think 100% he's gone. I don't think he deserves it, but coaches get fired if they have two bad years in a row. You don't get any grace period anymore. Social media is too mean. Or if you win coach of the year, you, you're you probably going to be fired within the next year or two. It's going to happen. Did he win coach of the year this year? No, he no he didn't. No, no. But like just guys that like won it like uh, Sam Mitchell and... Um, Every Raptors oh coach ever. Yeah, there's been, there's been a quite a few. Even Coach Bud's who was on the hot seat until Kyrie Irving got hurt. Uh, he was definitely going to get fired. There's been, there's been a number of, of uh, coaches that have gotten coached there and, and um, got fired not too long after. So is there a chance Coach Bud still gets fired this year? Because I think there's still like a 25% chance he gets fired. Maybe if the Bucks get swept? I think there's a slim chance. I, the whole time I was saying that Coach Bud was going to get fired – and I think if they lost to Atlanta in the Eastern Conference Finals, he still would have gotten fired. But now that they're in the finals, man, like, uh, I think the Bucks would have to get swept. I think I agree with you. But when you told me Rick Carlisle to Milwaukee, I got super excited. I was like, that is the perfect fit. I hadn't seen that anywhere else before you said it. And then he got hired immediately. And I was furious. And I mostly blamed you for getting my hopes up. I 100% put this all on you now. I thought it made sense that he would go to Milwaukee. But Rick Carlisle is very smart because he recognized that the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series was not over. And he was like, let me just take the best remaining vacant head coaching position before I'm stuck with Orlando or one of these garbage teams to coach. That is not what he said. He said, let me take the, the opening with the best available white player still left. And wow. that is Sabonis. Dirk, Luca, Sabonis. There's a oh, pattern there. You really, <laughs> you really went there? Am I wrong? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you went there. 
I that did not dawn on me. That's is pure it, coincidence. Really? <laughs> You're you are the most ridiculous person I've ever met in my life. I'm the most accurate person you've ever met in your life. Yeah, can't believe you went there. I, I it's accurate. You know it is. And uh, we'll get to Rick Carlisle in a sec. Actually, let's do him now. Indiana hired Rick Carlisle. He left Dallas in one of the most ridiculous ways I ever seen in my life. He had years on his contract left, and he wrote a letter saying, hey, Dallas, please hire Jason Kidd. Him and Luca fit together perfectly on his way out, which I thought was amazing. Rick Carlisle is one of my favorite coaches in the league, and I found that letter so hilarious that he didn't even... He wrote it in like the iPhone notes and then just screenshotted and posted to Twitter. He didn't even use a computer. That's how little respect he has for Mark Cuban and the organization, which I appreciate very much. And good luck to uh, to Jason Kidd and Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle's heading back to Indiana for reasons unbeknownst to me. I, I think he should have gone somewhere else. Um, I mean, in hindsight, it's probably best that he didn't wait on the Milwaukee position because obviously he'd still be waiting. But um, yeah, like... In terms of Jason Kidd, as a Laker fan, I was very sad to lose Jason Kidd as, as, a, as an assistant. Um, and it's going to be interesting what Dallas does. That, that organization has undergone a lot of change in the last month or so. And I think Jason Kidd has, has four years to just do whatever he wants with his, his history as a player there. And just with Mark Cuban not trying to look like an idiot, um, they can't have too many coaches in the first few years of Luca's Luca's uh, career. So good for both of them. So I was looking at Indiana's roster today and trying to think about why, why Carlisle took this job. And it kind of reminds me of the Dallas team that won in 2011. There's no great player like Dirk was, but Miles Turner can protect the rim like Tyson Chandler. Malcolm Brogdon is a pretty good player. He's not Jason Kidd, but like they have pieces there. It's, it's, it's a good team. There aren't any real holes. Injuries kind of derailed them this year. But if everyone's healthy, that could be a top three team in the East. I really think it could. They are a solid roster top to bottom. Yeah, I think they're solid. I don't know if I'd have them as a top three roster because of Brooklyn and Milwaukee and Philly, Miami. But they can definitely be like, I don't know, top six. No problem. Especially with TJ Warren coming back. Um, and he's definitely going to come back because... Nick Bjorkgren is gone. They have Karis Levert, who was hurt all year. Miles Turner got hurt. Like Sabonis was out for a long time this season. I really think this roster might be one of the most complete in the East. Like their 10-man like rotation. There aren't any terrible players on it. I think they're a good team. I, I think that's what, why Carlisle took it. They're all professional players. They're not me first guys, really, I don't think. I think it makes sense for him. I think he's going to do a good job there. Yeah, I think he'll do a good job. None of those players worry me like in a in, in a playoff game, like Karis Levert's your go-to guy. Like I, I like Karis Levert, but none of them worry me. So maybe they'll make some trades, get some high quality talent. Might have to get rid of Miles Turner. Um, but we'll see what happens. And Dallas hired Jason Kidd, like we just mentioned. Let me ask you a question. Does Rick Carlisle hate Jason Kidd more or Luka Doncic more? Because I have a theory about this. I want to get your take first. I would say Luca just because Carlisle at least has the the championship with Kid, even though Kid wasn't the main guy. Kid was a you know a good role player on that championship team. So I would say by default he hates Kid a little less. I disagree. I think it's Kid more 
because he won with him in 2011. And in 2021, he threw a shot at him like, you guys deserve each other. He has hated him for a decade. He's hated Luca for like 18 months. He has hated Jason Kidd for a decade. That stuff lingers in your blood. It's in his bones at this point. I think Jason Kidd does not have four years. I think if Dallas finishes fifth in the West next year, so they finish worse, he's fired. One year. I disagree in terms of kids' rope. I think Mark Cuban has too much pride to look like the bad guy in the situation. If Rick Carlisle leaves and then he fires Jason Kidd a year later, Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic are going to look like the the bad guys and the causes for dysfunction in the organization. I just think out of sheer pride and saving face that Mark Cuban won't do it. I Maybe Jason Kidd won't get four full years, but he'll definitely get multiple years, even if Dallas does worse. I just think Mark Cuban can't afford to look um, like a problem. I think Mark Cuban is going to put having his team be bad with Luka in his cheap years more than having him look bad in the media. I just, I think this is destined to fail. I think Luca is the biggest diva in the NBA right now. Like by far, you got your coach and your GM fired. It's your third year. You haven't won anything yet. And your coach and GM have won a title, but they're not good enough for you. I just, I think Luca is a problem and Dallas can't trade him, obviously, but I would be very worried about my franchise going forward with him at the head of it. 100%. This guy has a big head. Everything went straight to his head. Um, in his first year, people were calling him Luca Legend. There was a stupid Hala Luca song. It's going straight to his head. It's gone straight to his head. And they're going to give him a hell of a lot of money. He's going to get the max. And then after that, there's no turning back. Like that franchise is his. And good luck. I think he's getting the super max because he finished first team all NBA. So it's way more than other guys can get after the third year. It's like $230 million he can get already. The franchise yeah. is his already. Like it's his franchise now. If when he gets the coach who won a title, they're fired. It's his franchise. He controls everything. I just, I love Luca the player, but I did not think he was going to do this kind of stuff. I thought Dirk being there would kind of guide him and it has not worked at all. So Dallas has some trouble going for it. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, then they're stupid if they give them the the the, the super max. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not in favor of paying players who are problematic and young a lot of money just because they're they're very good. Let them walk. Honestly, if he if he's willing to walk because he doesn't want to take the pay cut, then let him go because he's going to be a problem. It doesn't make sense to do it, and he's not going to leave. He's not going to come out of that contract till he's what 26, 27, probably. Doesn't make sense to do it. He'll be too far gone. They can't let him walk. They would have to trade him and they would never get full value for him. They've decided when they fire the coach and GM at his team, they are fine with whatever he does. They are fine with his personality in Dallas. It's the wrong move, but like what you can't let him walk for nothing. You can't let him do what KD did. You have to get something for him. And I can't see a single trade that works for Dallas. Like, when you trade him away, you're never getting a hundred cents in the dollar. It'd be a nightmare. That sucks. That's why Dallas has won one championship in like what 30, 30 something years, 33 years. Um, and they only won that they won that championship, yes, because Dirk was playing well, but also because that Miami Heat team was just not gelling. So we'll see what happens to another 33 years of or another 20 years of just ineptitude in Dallas. 
Yep. Okay, the Trailblazers hired Chauncey Billups as their new head coach. I thought Chauncey wanted to be a GM. Why is he taking a head coaching job now? Wasn't he up for the Denver GM job recently? Or was it a different job? Detroit? Uh, I think I think in Denver he was up for a front office role, but um, I don't know. I He took the assistant coaching job um, with the Clippers, and then he, uh, I guess he saw an opportunity to get some head coaching experience, and he got to coach. He's going to get to coach Dame, which is a rare opportunity to coach someone that good in your first gig. So I guess he just jumped at it. I don't blame him. He might coach Dame. There are some talks that Dame wants out now, which I'm not sure I believe. Dame's not going anywhere, man. People need to stop this. I, I said I don't believe the rumors, but there are rumors. And apparently Dame made a rap song about how he would never leave to join a super team. So if he left, I would particularly enjoy it because I enjoy hypocrites being exposed. But I don't think Dame's going to do it. I think he's in Portland for life. They gave him the gigantic contract. I think he's there forever. Yeah, he's not. I don't know if he's there forever, but hes I don't think he's leaving anytime soon. Like He's definitely going to stay there for another year or two. Um, but Dave's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Okay, and we're going to talk about Brad Stevens as the general manager, whatever his role is in Boston. He has made two gigantic moves. The first one, hiring Ime Aduka. He coached under Pop for seven years in San Antonio. He was in Brooklyn for a year, I believe. So as their new head coach, do you, and apparently they locked in on him for the, the whole time. He was their guy. They went and hired him very early in the process. Do you like the move for Boston? Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I, I really do. I'm glad that uh, Yudoka got a chance. Like his name was always in the circles for uh head coaching job and he just never got it he was a finalist or like a semi-finalist in in the uh in the uh shortlist a lot of the times he just never got it so i'm glad that he finally got he got a chance and i think um i think he's gonna get a lot of latitude here because the roster is not that good in boston i think it's okay but there's a lot of work to be done and they entrusted brad stevens to build this roster for some reason and to hire the coach for some reason. And since he hired the coach, since they're sticking with Brad, they're going to have to tie the coach and the GM together. So I don't think they're getting rid of Brad anytime soon. So I don't think it makes sense for, uh, I don't think it would make sense that, that Yudoka gets a short, um, a short lifespan in Boston. So I like it. What is the most impressive thing to you about the new coach of the Boston Celtics? And there is one correct answer to this. You're going to say Neil Long? A million percent Neil Long. <laughs> this guy is married to Neil Long. He is the king of the world. That's amazing. I saw that and I was like, I would have given him a job 10 years ago. No coaching experience. You got Neil Long. You can coach the team. <laughs> yeah, they've been married for a while too. Long time. Three days, more than enough, more than impressive to me. <laughs> this guy's amazing. I don't care about his coaching credentials at all. He convinced Neil Long to marry him. He can convince Jalen Brown to play better defense. It's hundred percent. It's guaranteed. Yeah, he wasn't even a good player either. So like, it's not like she married one of the the stars. Like he was barely a role player. So good for him. He's he's the best motivator in the history of basketball. That's what he is. <laughs> The superstar. <laughs> yeah, we'll see I what love happens. Neil Long. I love Neil Long so much, man. 
don't know. You, I don't know. I, me too, man. For sure. For sure. Um, I was going to say Brad Stevens also traded Kemba Walker like a while ago. I don't think we talked about it, but we got back Al Horford and I don't know what the hell Boston is doing. I'll give you the full breakdown of the trade. It was Kemba Walker, the number 16 pick this year and a 2025 second round pick for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second round pick. So Boston saves some money this year. Walker was set to make 36 million. Horford is set to make $27 million this year. Their contracts end at the same time, apparently. I think this was a good move for Boston. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy, but I don't like it for Boston. I think they could have gotten something better for Kemba. I think there would have been a number of teams that wanted Kemba, and you didn't have to take on Al Horford at age 35. Like, I know he's only there for one year, but you could have gotten someone who's actually going to make you very competitive. Like, Al Horford still has some gas left in the tank, but... I don't know. I don't like this roster. Who's your point guard now? You're going to go with Pritchard? You're going to go with Marcus Smart? Like, I don't like I don't like this roster at all. Pritchard was pretty good last year. He wasn't terrible. No, but he's not a starting point guard. Oh, God, no. He should be in the NBA. He should be in the NBA. He's solid. But you got Langford. You have, like, just all these. Just, yeah. I'm they just, just keep drafting wings. Naismith is six foot seven. Like, they just love those wing players. They don't want a center or a point guard. They just want wings. Yeah. Although they do have, uh, what's his name? Robert Williams, who, who looks really good. I like him. He plays like 12 minutes a game. He's, I think he's going to be their starting center next year. Like Once they get rid I, of Tristan Thompson. He couldn't beat out Tristan Thompson this year. That says something. I think it was conditioning, though. I, did, I don't think it was because of uh, skill. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know if they're going to play Horford at the four or the five, but um, maybe, maybe, maybe Williams comes off the bench. They're like going to play him at the hot dog stand, I think, is actually what he's going to be playing. <laughs> he's, but, a sol- he's solid, man. Like, efficient player. He's good. I like him. I like Horford, man. I do. I'm just... I disagree with you about Kemba, though. I do not think they get something better for him. So, when he signed with Boston, Charlotte said they did not offer him any money because his knee was terrible. One of the worst medicals. They did not trust the knee. And then in Boston, the knee was terrible. It's, I think it's degenerative. He has not gotten healthier. It's getting worse. He's getting older. I think teams do not want to take that money. I assume Boston called other teams. And they were all like, no, we're good. And then OKC was like, I guess. But I think Kemba's knee is a real problem going forward. So I think that's why they had to do this deal. If I was OKC, I would definitely say yes. If you're giving me the the 16th pick and Kemba, hell yeah, I'm taking that on. They're going to buy Kemba out. He's not playing for OKC. Maybe he plays like half the year and then they get rid of him. I definitely take that on, but I, I I forgot to mention Moses Brown. I think that's a solid uh, pickup for for the Celtics. Hopefully, they can develop him. He's very solid. Okay, so, do you like these moves by Brad Stevens so far? Hiring Ime, trading Kemba. Are you a fan of these moves? Do you think Brad Stevens is a failure already? I know you hate his guts for some reason, but do you hate these moves? It remains to be seen. Like, I don't think he's done anything revolutionary. We'll see what happens. I like the Yudoka hiring but i'm not going to put brad stevens for exec of the year shouldn't even be exec ridiculous ridiculous so you took a stance there and i'm okay with that at the end you started with saying it remains to be seen listeners web sent me a frantic text message we need to discuss brad stevens it's very important to not take a position was typical web fashion we need to discuss it so i can sit on the fence that's the web that's what web does I, 
I think I'd rather discuss him not being deserving of the front office role than the moves he's made. I think it was a worse move making him an exec than evaluating the moves that he's made. I have no issue with him being an exec. I think what execs now are just the owner's mouthpiece, basically. If the owner's comfortable with him, and I guess he was. That's why he did it. I assume Brad Stevens knows about basketball. I think he probably had a say in drafting Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think he probably understands this stuff. Maybe coaching was too draining for him. I don't know. And the organization just didn't want to lose him. But I have no issue with the hiring. I think they probably could have got someone better. But if the owner's comfortable with him, it makes sense to me. I have a huge issue with the hiring, but I won't get into that right now. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, if if coaching's too tiring for you, then I, good luck being uh, an executive because I think it's a very demanding role and front facing role. So we'll we'll see what happens. Magic Johnson did it three hours a week. Okay, I'm sure Brad Stevens can do it. <laughs> Magic Johnson worked like Tuesday three to seven. That was his schedule for the week. He yeah, quit on television. <laughs> Magic he had a lot make... of oversight. I'm oh, sorry. The Lakers had a lot of oversight for Magic. So, and he wasn't there that long. He was uh, the boss. Who oversees the boss? Jeannie Buss oversaw him. That's a lot of oversight. One person who is Jeannie best Buss, friends with him? Linda Rambis. Um, Jim Buss still played a, a, a backseat role there. He didn't have like complete latitude. And he made, he made decent moves. He, he got... Lick is to be cat friendly to set up for AD or for LeBron to set up for AD. Did he quit on national television? Yes or no? Yeah, he did. There we go. That's it. That's all we need to say. Uh, A lot of oversight. Yeah, they watched him quit on television. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he didn't keep them in the loop on that. There's nothing they could have done about that. They wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have known that he was going to quit. And they didn't know. They didn't keep him on the loop on that, but the other stuff they knew about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Webb, you're the best. I've missed this. You're the best. I'm just saying. Let's move on to some playoff review. I want to start with the best playoff performances we have seen this year, Webb. I'm going to give you my first one. The person who I have killed so far on this podcast, Luka Doncic. He averaged 35 a game, took the Clippers to seven with, I think, what is it? A very bad team. And lost again? He went to seven against the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George when Kawhi was Kawhi still. Oh, they weren't defending him. Meh. Kawhi defended him in game six and seven, and that's why Dallas lost. Not the entire time, though. They, they were sparingly defending him. Come in on. game seven, he had 46 or 48 points. Yeah, they he had like 25 in the first. So? He was trash in the rest of the game. The points not count in the second half. Do the first half points not count anymore? They still count. They count, but when you're playing like trash for three quarters and you kill it in the first quarter, you know, you have to qualify his before judging his performance by saying that. He was terrible for the rest of the game. See, Webb, this is why I dislike you. Because I was all aboard the hate Luca train. I was ready to go there. And then you go a little too far. And now I gotta defend him again. And I hate you for this because I wanted to kill him today. I started saying he was trash. His attitude is the worst. He's the biggest diva in the league. And now I'm saying he's the MVP next season because I hate you, Webb. There you go. Stick with that. (laughs) I can't wait to see how wrong you are. And and there are a lot of divas in the NBA, but a lot of them deserve to at least um, 
be entitled. Ah, eh, calm okay. down. Calm. A lot of them don't deserve to be. KD LeBron James, LeBron, LeBron James, Steph Curry, KD. Those are the three guys you could accept it from. That's it. Those are the only three. Giannis, if he's a diva. Kawhi, if he's a Kawhi, is a, is a definitely a diva. Sorry. Sorry, Kawhi is the fourth guy on that list. I forgot about Kawhi. Giannis can, is not a diva. so But he, he has the right to be if he eh. wanted to. He has two. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best player, but I'm just saying he has two MVPs. He's got a defensive player of the year. He's in the finals now. He's, uh, I, I love Giannis, but he hasn't won a title. To be a diva, you have to have that chip. You need that before you can do anything bad. I think to be a diva, you have to lead your team somewhere. High, far. The no. chip obviously is the, the highest. But you need you, the chip. You don't get a you don't, don't get a trophy it. for third place. No, you need to win. No, no, but like let's say someone like uh Reggie Miller, if he was a diva, he could have been a diva. Went to the finals, was a, he's the best player in Indiana history, the Pacers at least. He could be a diva. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It does. He could not be a diva. <laughs> you you need the chip. I disagree. And you need to be you need to meet the main guy on a chip winning team. I disagree. Well, the second part I agree with. If you're gonna just have the chip, you need to be the main guy on the on the or one of the main guys. AD can be a diva. AD was integral to that Lakers championship. But AD was a diva before he got to LA, so he did not yeah. deserve to be a diva then. He deserves to be a diva now. Eh, let's calm it down. Oh, whatever. Anthony Luka Davis. Doesn't. That's the point. Luka I does not. I, I agree with you. And he's still going to win the MVP next year because of how you're bad about him now. You go one step too far, Webb. The worst. He's not winning anything. All he's doing is getting, is getting paid. That's what he's winning. A lot of money. Good for him. The next guy I have as a best performer is Kevin Durant. He was a toe away from having one of the most memorable shots in playoff history. Kevin Durant wears shoes that are too big for him during basketball games. His foot was like one shoe size over the line. If he wore the regular size shoes, Brooklyn's probably in the finals right now. So Kevin Durant's clown shoes cost him a title. But he still played amazing in this playoffs. You can't take it away from him. He was amazing. I love Kitty. I still think he's the best player in the league. I don't care what you say. I think it's him or Kawhi probably right now. I think Kawhi is ex- I think Kawhi is a two-way player, is the best two-way guy in the league right now. Yep. I'd say that. Yeah. I think Kawhi's in that conversation with KD. KD is the best scorer in basketball for sure. He's amazing. Yeah. And my third guy, Trey Young, who looks like a top 20 player in the league right now, even if Webb thinks he's not. Don't try that. We did the list, and Trey Young did not make your top 20, but he made mine. So I we didn't do, do, we did do top 20. We did top we 15. Did. I went to 20. I didn't. Was a, I asked you if Trey Young was there, and you said no. It was probably not. Or, or, Maybe. or did he? Trey Young didn't make your top twenty. Stop this. He did. No, I, he did not. I did it specifically to insult you. No, you did not. I put him at nineteen. I, I said Trey Young's. I said Trey Young's ahead of Devin Booker for me. And you're like, get out of town. That's what happened. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm not putting Trey Young over Devin Booker. But uh, I don't try that. You were trashing Trey Young for two going on three years, and you jumped on the bandwagon with all the other media. Who is trashing him when Trey Young was doing all of this in the regular season and before? And you were a hater. And you, you just rode the wave last. Okay, so, so I did not ride the wave. 
because everything I said, I was right about. Like Trey Young cannot be the best player on a championship team. That was never debated between us. I agreed with you. I said it all the time. And before this season, he didn't win basketball games. But he was still putting up the numbers. I Bradley, don't care about I don't care Bradley, about numbers. Bradley Beal puts up great numbers and is considered one of the best shooting guards in the league and wins nothing. Nothing. He makes the playoffs sometimes, but he's out. I don't think Bradley Beal made my all NBA team. I don't think he made yours either. He made mine. Did I he? I think he made mine. I think he made yours. No, Did he you? didn't. He didn't. I think you had him and then you changed it. He made mine. I- I do not care if you score 35 a game and you win 25 games. I don't care. It does not impress me. You need to win games. This season, he got his coach fired because they started off so bad. Last year, they were the third worst team in the league. He also was injured. He was out for a long period of time, Trae Young. And John Collins was also out for a long time. It wasn't just Trae Young's fault. They had injury issues. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying he did. his team did not win basketball games, so you don't get credit. But if you start winning basketball games, I am perfectly happy to change my opinion of you. You have proven to me you could win games. I will change my opinion. He did that. If I kept saying, oh, he sucks. He can't win games, but he was winning. I would look stupid. Yeah, but you made fun of him. You said, first of all, you kept saying, oh, Luca's better than all those guys. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, Trey Young's fine. You literally said he's fine. You didn't start saying, yeah, he's good until Atlanta started winning this year you change your tune you change yes, your tune because you something change changed something yeah. changed the, the he wave. started winning he started winning games bigger. the wave got bigger consistently and, and and coincidentally okay we have been friends for honestly way too long i hate it but i have been consistent you have to win basketball games if you don't win i don't respect you you win okay. i'll change my mind all right and luca is still better than trey young yeah, but I think the gap has been uh, decreased or narrowed quite a bit. hundred percent of at least in terms of like what you're getting with the whole package, leadership and all that other stuff. I think you could have a real conversation right now that if you were starting a team, you'd take Trey Young over Luka Doncic because of the other stuff. But I think based on just pure talent and ability, Luka is the better player. But I think Trey is less of a diva. I think Trey is a full-on leader, I think he's going to be a really good player for a long time. I'd still say I'd take Luca just because of the size. I don't know about talent. I think Trey is very talented. I think Trey has a much better handle than Luca does. He's just small. That's his deficiency. That's his disadvantage. I don't think Luca's much more talented than Trey Young. I think his height helps a lot. And that's I why think, I take him. I think size is a skill, though, in the NBA. Size matters. I think Luca is a better passer than Trey. I think he's more, he's fancier than Trey almost. Like he can do the superstar pass that other guys can't make. But Trey Young is a very good player. I have nothing against Trey Young besides how he looks and acts. He's a superstar in the making. I love Trey. Top 20 guy? I don't know about that. Uh, mm, no, I don't think, I, I still don't think I'd have. If I didn't have him before, there's nothing I've seen from Trey to make him a top, top 20 guy for me. In terms of like, appeal and likability for sure but i don't know if i'm taking him i think i'm taking 20 guys over him i think he's right in that 18 to 20 range for me i think he's right in that range he really showed me something this year in the playoffs i literally have not seen anything new from what i see trey doing in this only difference i see with what trey young's doing and what he's been doing before is the winning 
But in terms of like what he's actually doing on the court, to me, I see just about the same. I mean, maybe it's gotten a little better, but not, it hasn't been night and day for me. So the level of play may not have been elevated. I think it has been elevated, but the winning is the huge piece. Yeah, like, the winning's changed. If Bradley Beal won the title next year, he'd be like what's first team All NBA, second team All. Like if his team won fifty five games, he just goes up a level because his team won games. The stats Probably. are the same, but and uh, he goes up. That's what I'm saying. Like you, if you win, you're more respected. You remember, you remember Andre Johnson, obviously in the NFL on the Houston just, Texans. A yeah, I feel bad for him. Team. Yeah, trash team for years, but still, Andre Johnson was regarded as one of the best receivers in the league. Even though Derek Carr was throwing to him, still one of the best receivers in the league. Football's Despite... diff- football's different though because you don't play Why? defense. You don't play defense. So then it should be even the basketball players should get even more credit then because they're on the they're on the court playing both uh, defense and offense. If you're just doing one job on the football t- football field and then you're off, they should get even less credit. The football players. No, what I'm saying is that. You could have 120 catches in the NFL and your team can go two and 14 because your defense is trash. Like you don't get blamed for how bad the defense is at wide receiver at quarterback. You still get blamed for how bad the defense is, but at receiver and running back, they still give you the credit. But, but in, the, my, in the NBA, you play defense too. And Trey young does not play defense. So you, you knock him for that. Yeah. But the, it's not like every point that scored is scored on Trey young. What if there are other liabilities on the Hawks that are causing the Hawks to lose games? Why do you still point the finger at Trey Young, even though he's not the culprit for the the amount of points being given up? I think one, he's the leader of the team, so you take the more of the you take more of the criticism. You get the credit, you get the criticism. And two, because he's such a poor defender, teams are able to focus on him, throw guys at him. And then guys have to switch to help him out. So other guys are more open. Like him being there hurts the whole defensive unit. It's like he makes the whole defense one through five weaker because he's so bad at defense. I don't think I just think that's unfair, especially if the other team's feeding the ball continuously inside and they're just eating away inside, inside. Trey Young shouldn't take that blame. I agree with you, but the super superstar always gets blamed. The head of your team always gets blamed in every sport. Mike Trout is the best baseball player in a generation. His team doesn't win. They kill him for it. He can't pitch the ball too. He does what he's supposed to do, and they still kill him for it. doesn't matter. When you're the face of the franchise, you get blamed if you don't win. Yeah, but your argument argument went out the window when you brought in a baseball reference. Let's keep it to actual actual good sports. Um, So Andre Johnson, right? Playing on Houston Texans. Doesn't play defense. Obviously, he's a receiver. But he's playing when the score is 14 to 50. Why does Andre Johnson get heralded as a great uh, uh, receiver when he's playing against defenders, corners that don't care when the scores, the t- the, the scores already blown out, maybe even they're putting the second string. Why does Andre Johnson still get that? And I'm just singling Andre Johnson out because the team was you're, so bad. You're a hater. And he stuck out. No, I love Andre Johnson, but I'm just saying he got a lot of credit, even though the team was bad. It's because his best quarterback was Matt Schaub. He had no quarterbacks, and he was right. still putting up numbers. Larry Fitzgerald. And they were losing, though. That's the thing. They were losing. But it's different in football because you can't control everything. In basketball, you can control things, so you yeah, get but, more blame. Yeah, but a lot of his stats were inflated 
because they were getting blown out in games. Larry Fitzgerald, oh. same thing. He yeah. went to one Super Bowl, yeah. but you can't control who's throwing you the ball. You can't control the defense. You can only do what you can control. In basketball, you have a say. It's a different thing. It's just different. I get that you can't control it, but a lot of the numbers that you're getting praised for where you're doing well are coming during times when you may not be going up against the best product. How many Super Bowls does Tom Brady have? He has six. Like he has seven now because he's a cheater. Does he Is have it six? seven? I think I it's thought seven. It was six. Maybe it's six. No, he has it's too seven. many if we can't. If it's we can't it's seven. But Is it think seven? about this. It's seven. Yeah, it's seven now. He won six. Yeah, seven. He had six with the Pats? Yeah. I thought it was five. I think it was six. He Actually, won three and then four, five. Yeah, he won six. He won three. Okay, so the Early. last three he won were against Philly, the Rams, and Seattle. And Seattle. Okay, yes. Seven. Yeah, you're right. Jesus. But just think about this, okay? He gets killed for having lost three Super Bowls against the Eagles. Does he? he? No, but people criticize him for that. Like people like you and me. Yeah, we're in right? the minority, though. Yeah, we're the honest ones. But think about this. He won Super Bowls against Kansas City, the Rams, where he scored 13 combined. Like the defense allowed 13 combined points. Mm-hmm. So he gets credits for those wins. I don't give him credit for that stuff. But he does in the media. He yes. lost a Super Bowl to Philly where he threw for like 520 yards and had like 40 points. Sorry, my fault. I said Philly. He beat, he beat Atlanta. My fault. Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta Seattle, and, and the Rams. Sorry, not Philly. Uh, right. You're sorry. You were saying he he threw he played great against Philly. He had like yeah. 500 yards. He lost that game because the defense could not stop Philly. They couldn't stop Nick, Nick Foles. That I'd wasn't Tom. Won that more, but than it wasn't Tom's. It wasn't Tom Brady's fault. They lost. Okay. You, I don't think it was his fault, but he's the quarterback, so he gets blamed. Even though the offense put up an amazing game, the defense didn't perform. The quarterback still gets blamed. That's why Trey Young gets blamed for the losses. Yeah, but I'd still so Brady was still going up against good defenses in the AFC. So I that's why I still would give him credit for even getting there. He wasn't playing the trash of the AFC. So that's why I give him him he, and other quarterbacks credit. He was the trash of the AFC, <laughs> but I'm just saying I hate his guts. Okay, Webb, who are the best performances you have seen in the playoffs this year? Um so I KD, I agree with you. Kevin Durant, fantastic. Uh, Trey Young, I agree with you. Um, Joel Embiid, considering he had a torn meniscus. Did he? Uh, said it was a slight torn meniscus. I have I, my doubts. I have my strong doubts that this was baked into the cake because if they lost, he had an excuse. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You're a conspiracy theorist. Um, Chris Middleton, thought has been. I thought he's been great. And the fact that you hate him, just fueled him. He put on, he, he was the leader of the Bucks. I would argue he was the leader. Even Kendrick Perkins said, uh, Chris Middleton's Batman and, and Giannis is Robin. So I had in our next segment, guys who could take a leap next year. I have a segment that says Chris Middleton made me look foolish. Oh, I was willing to admit that he played Humble out of his five. mind. But if, if things change, I am totally fine accepting that. And I have no and- problem apologizing. Never. It's, but you weren't, you always, you never said Chris Middleton sucks like you did Trey Young. You just said you don't like Chris Middleton and you don't think he's worth the money. That to was be fine. fair, I probably did say he sucks as like a joke kind of thing because he got paid so much money. Yeah. I just didn't think he was worth the contract. But 
with how he played to make the finals without Giannis there, that is money well spent. So I can't criticize it anymore because he got them to the finals. And he was the guy in those last few games. Like he put on 100% he was the fourth quarter. Like he was killing it. Um, good defender. He's solid, man. Like he's really good. And he's just like, he's not like a, a, a flashy player. But at the end of the night, he, he, he touches and he has his hand in each category. He gets assists, he gets rebounds, good defender, he scores for you. I like 100%. Middleton. I would, I, never draft him in, I would never draft him in fantasy. At least I wouldn't reach for him. But he's solid. For a guy that got paid, he's still performing. You know, you know our, our motto. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Webb doesn't really understand the commissioner rules of fantasy basketball. But I'm going to tell you right now. Like, we have this thing where you should never. I don't know if Webb understands the rules and how things work, but we don't think you should ever draft someone that recently got paid because they're just right. less motivated. Yeah. I think that's why Webb doesn't like paying people. Maybe that's probably why the motivation factor of this podcast. Is that correct? Yeah. It's probably to do with fantasy basketball <laughs> or fantasy football. <laughs> okay. Webb. It wouldn't affect me any other way. So like, yeah, <laughs> definitely that. Who are guys who impressed you this year? Who think you could, that you think they could take a jump next year. I've got a list of some guys. I think could take a jump next year and become not superstars, but above average players. Do you have a list? Yeah, I have a list. Um, So I'm going to say Reggie Jackson. He is on my list. I I made my list as well. I thought he was the best role player in the playoffs. He was fantastic. I had zero expectations for Reggie Jackson. Maybe that sort of, uh, you know, influenced how, how good of a performance I thought he had. Um, what's he? He's not a role player anymore. He's yeah. just a good player. Like he's elevated himself to that. When 75. he was on, when he was on OKC, I liked him. And then yeah. he went to Detroit, and I still was like, I kind of like this guy a little bit. He's kind. They gave him like eighty million dollars. I was like, this kind of interesting. And then yeah. he was terrible. Garbage. But I had hope for him. And then I gave up all hope. He goes to the Clippers for like two million dollars this year. I love Reggie Jackson now. I'm all. I'm back in. I would not great. pay him because it's going to happen again like it happened in Detroit. Yeah. But no. he was amazing this year. Do you know how old Reggie Jackson is? So I would have said 30, but with how you asked me that, I'm assuming he's like 27. He's actually over 30. Whoa, really? Okay. I think he's 31 or 32. But I didn't think he was that old. I really didn't. I thought he was like late 20s. But yeah, he had a resurgence this year. He was very good. I, I agree with you. I wouldn't pay him. More than like maybe a, a one or two year deal, like I'm not giving him more than a one, maybe a one year, a two year deal with a team option, because I just want him to be consistently motivated. I'm not giving him a long term deal at all. I, I I think the Clippers would be smart to bring him back. Um, another I'd be guy, very leery, very leery about him going forward, even on the one year, two year deal. I would team be option. terrified of yeah, team maybe on the second year. I think I might want to move on and just let it be someone else's problem. <laughs> That's the safest bet, obviously. And this is a guy I like. And I'm like, you're good. <laughs> this is, it's high risk, very high risk. Possibly high reward. Possibly bombing. And you regret it. <laughs> and, <laughs> so it's like, and you'll know you regret it by game four. You're yeah. like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Another guy that I like for next year, uh, Mikhail Bridges 
who's not an average player by any means. Solid two-way player, very good defender. Uh, best defender on Phoenix, I would say, like at least perimeter. Um, but I think my list. Gonna, I think he's going to take a leap next year, and he's going to he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid a lot of money. He and made my list as well. We are two for two so far on the list. That's pretty impressive. Uh, another Clippers player, Terrence Mann. So he was good in college. He was really good, but um, just didn't get enough playing time. And I think. I think he really played his butt off this season, at least towards the end of the season and, and in the playoffs. I think he's going to get more shine next year. Um, I like him. And uh, Anyeka Kongu on um, on the Hawks. I think he's going to get a lot more burn next next uh, season. I think he's going to actually take away minutes, a lot of minutes from Clint Capella. So I like, the, I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I like him. Okay, yeah. so I have Kevin Herter, who won game seven for Atlanta. He earned my respect, man. <laughs> that guy earned my respect. I did not see that coming at all. No. He's that guy. He's a hooper, man. I thought he was just a shooter, but he can actually play. Like, he's really good at everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's bigger than you think, too. I think yeah, he's he like 6'7. Looked... He looks small because of what, I, what he is. But yeah. I assumed he was about that tall. I assumed he was. Uh, but he's, he's unassuming, man. Wouldn't think he's a baller at all. I wonder why. Uh, both Boyans made my list. Utah and Atlanta, both these guys, yeah, just incredible game, incredible games. I think next year they could be talked about. Like, I think they're just seen as kind of shooters now. I think next year they might take a step into more NBA lexicon. Those I, those guys are underrated. Like they they drive to the basket too, and they play hard. And yeah. they're they're more known for the shooting, but like they play hard. Like bigger brother Bogey, like he. He 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 gets in people's faces. He, he, are they actually it. brothers? Yeah. Why do they have the same name then? I think no. One is spelled with a with a, a G and one spelled with a, a J. I think. Yeah, that's the same name. <laughs> no, they're brothers. Okay. All right. <laughs> Norman Powell on Portland. He's a free agent this year. I think he might get some money. I think he played really well. Uh, DeAndre Ayton. He has proven himself worthy of that number one pick. He's going to be. Said he wasn't. Why did you say he's not? No, well, he was suspended last year for 20 games. He looked bad yeah. as a rookie. No, he didn't. I think he looked pretty bad. He was not a great rookie. He averaged, I think he averaged like 18 and 11 in his rookie year. He had a good rookie year. Phoenix was just bad. That's what I said. He did not play winning basketball. <laughs> so the player looks bad, even though he puts up good numbers. He averaged 16 and 10 first year. Um, How many games? How many games? 71 games. He doesn't get hurt that much. It's just last year that uh, he got suspended. But I think the thing with him was that Luca went third, went third, and they compared him to Luca, and he's not in that category of player. But if he's the third most important guy on a likely title team, I think the conversation with him changes completely. I I always liked DeAndre, and what I didn't like this year is that they marginalized his role early on in the season, and he was very invisible offensively. He was still good defensively, but like he was very invisible. So like, I didn't like that they did that. But then they they did the complete complete opposite in the playoffs. Um, maybe because every team they played was injured. Uh, but his role changed quite a lot from the first part of the season. He put up eighteen and eleven last year in thirty two games, but he's been solid, solid yeah, NBA he's, career. He's been solid. He has not been number one pick. Like this guy is 
revolutionary, which is what you want from the number one guy. But 18 and 11 and a half, that's good. And a block and a half per game. And he got suspended. That's pretty good, man. Is pretty good number one pick? No, you want elite. And that's not elite numbers. They're good. But he's not been number one pick. That's all I'm saying. I, th- I think it was too early to, to say that he wasn't. It was two years at that point. Come on. Come on. He wasn't putting up Kwame Brown numbers. Come, don't don't do that. I'm not going to project you when Kwame Brown comes for you, okay? This is not... He's going to come for you. So get ready for that. Good luck. <laughs> and the last guy on my list is Dylan Brooks on Memphis. I okay. think he was really impressive. Yeah, Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks is really good. Solid. Okay. He got me two championships in fantasy basketball. Very good player. Uh, I have some right. possible trades. You're right. It is debatable. My team was so good. I can't narrow it down to one particular person. It is debatable. It's not, not what I was saying, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I have some possible trades here. I made a couple. Some of them involve Ben Simmons. I think he's very likely to get traded. But I got some guys. The first one, this is not a trade I see happening, but Kevin O'Connor on the ringer said Kawhi to Dallas. And a sign-in trade is something that could happen this offseason. Kawhi is close with the guy, the the new gym of uh, Dallas. Because, something or Nick yeah, because he, he worked at Nike with him. Nike, so. Yeah. There's some kind of relationship there. So Kawhi could want to go to Dallas this year. I don't see that happening. But that's something that has been talked about by a basketball insider. I'm just letting listeners know that has been talked about. Yeah, and I also heard Kawhi could be linked to Miami. I think that's more likely. Do you, can you imagine him and Jimmy Butler and Bam? No, I, Jimmy Butler would hate Kawhi's guts. Why? Taking days off? Yeah, Jimmy Butler is the most like in-person ever. Like He does not tolerate... People not playing hard. Yeah, but Kawhi plays hard when he's on the court. I don't think I don't I don't think Jimmy Butler is having a problem with Kawhi. I think it would frustrate him that he's playing every night or almost every night, and Kawhi is playing every third game. Kawhi didn't tell the Clippers what was wrong this playoffs. He didn't say, "Hey, I'm not feeling too good. I'm not coming back." He just didn't say anything. <laughs> he he doesn't like, say anything. But it's the team in the playoffs. You couldn't give a hint. <laughs> Here's why I don't think Jimmy Butler will get mad. And maybe I would have agreed with you two years ago, but after going to the finals uh, in you know 2020, the Miami Heat, and the season starting 70 games after, and the Heat just being like decimated, I think Jimmy Butler is going to take some time off now and start to manage his body. I don't think he's going to try and play 30-something minutes a game and 82 games. So I think he actually would be okay with Kawhi. And other superstar players taking time time off as long as they play hard during practice and hard on the court. I don't think Riley would like that either. Pat Riley, I don't think he would like the Kawhi never talking to me, never respected <laughs> me enough to say like, hey, like my knee hurts, coach. Like it's not doing too good today. I think I'm out for three days. Just sitting. <laughs> Did you hear the call by, I think it's Mike Bream during the game when, when uh, LA won? On the Clippers won what? Uh... They won a game or someone made a big shot and Kawhi, they showed Kawhi in the luxury box, like stone faced. Yeah. And he said, Kawhi Leonard's going crazy up there. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, that sounds like, I think any, if Kawhi opts out of the deal, I think, um, I think that every team is going to try and get him. I honestly do. I, I think they should. But I would have my, I would have some questions like, are you a robot? Will you ever talk to me? Are you no. human? Like I have some real questions. Yeah. 
Good luck with that because he's not answering any of them. Okay, so I have three Ben Simmons trades here. I want okay. you to tell me which one you like better, one like best. I know one of them you're gonna hate. Do not link him to the Lakers, but it's hundred percent a Lakers trade. Go ahead. Okay, Kevin Love and Colin Sexton to Philly for Ben Simmons. No, I don't. For like which it. for which side? Uh, for uh, Philly. Okay. Love it for Cleveland. Not sure I do, but okay. Kevin Love doesn't play, like, might as well. Does Ben Simmons play fourth quarters? Come on. Kevin Love had basically the same amount of fourth quarter playoff points this year that Ben Simmons did. (laughs) Okay. As a matter of fact, so did I. (laughs) Okay. Ben Simmons to Toronto for Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. I'd have to see the Raptors draft before I say that. Uh, But with the would it be Ben Simmons for Siakam or would it, it involve a pick from this year as well? I think it's just straight up. Oh, okay. Oh god. The fact that I have to think about this. Um no, I think I, don't, I think I don't, Toronto I don't like says for, no. I think Toronto I, says no. I don't like it for Philly either. I don't know where Siakam fits there and I mean ugh, yeah I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay the last one I think you're gonna love. Ben Simmons to the Lakers because he's a clutch guy and LeBron can pull this trigger for Montrezl Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, THT, and Dennis Schroeder in a sign-in trade for Ben Simmons. Well, Harrell would have to would have to opt in as well. I think he's going to. Uh, I think Harrell rolls the dice. Uh, do I like that trade? That's a lot of depth to give up for, to, for Ben Simmons. Hmm. He's not exactly the most durable player. I'm not gonna say I hate it. I like the. I think I like this one the best. Out of the I three. thought you would hate. It. I thought you would hate it. I, I I I don't love it, but I I like it the best out of the three. Uh, that's a lot to give up. Tht. Well, Schroeder is probably gone anyway. Um, that's how you make the money work in the sign and trade. I had yeah. to work the contracts out. That's why it made sense for that part. Wait, who else did you say? Tht, Trez, and uh, Kuzma, and, and Kuz. I'd have to think about that. That's a lot of depth to give up. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I like it. I okay. don't like enough to to pull that trigger because that's just so much. It's a lot of money to go into Ben Simmons and a lot of depth to sacrifice for Ben Simmons. I don't know if I liked it. Probably not. So the reason I thought that made some sense was because I think the Lakers can get older players to sign for like the minimum to get a championship, so you can get guys to replace them relatively cheap. But will they be good? That's the thing. I mean, are those guys good? That's a serious question also. Kuz is good. Uh, Uh, Schroeder's solid. He just really did badly in in the playoffs. Um, And I don't want to pay him $85 or $100 Kuz is solid. Uh, It's just, okay, so Ben Simmons, KCP, LeBron, AD, and what? Caruso? Yeah, well, if we resign him, and then who's the who, who's who's at the five? Ad Marcus All. Ad, you have him at the five. Ben Simmons basically plays the four. Yeah, I I I don't like it because it doesn't. The, the Lakers need shooters. If the Lakers can get a lot of shooters, then I guess it's not a bad deal. But yeah, I don't know if I like it. I'm not saying I hate it. I don't think I like it, but I don't hate it. I got two more for you. Sure, Mo Bamba on Orlando to Oklahoma city for the 18th pick in this year's draft. Uh, 
He was the number six pick, I think, two years ago. Shouldn't and has done basically nothing in the league. I wouldn't do that if I was OKC. I think I would for the defensive upside. They have they have so many picks. Try and get some bodies in there. They have upside. Okay. And my last one, James Wiseman to Boston for Marcus Smart and a first in 2022. Uh, this is an audio podcast. Remember that. They can't see you shaking your head like a weirdo. I, I'd do it if I'm Golden State because you have two picks. In the lottery, you can make up James Wiseman's invisibility easily. Um, so I do it if I'm Boston. Probably not. I gave you gave up a pick this year. You probably should hang on to your picks. So I like it for no. Golden State. I'm not. I don't like it for uh, for Boston. I think Boston wants to get out of Marcus Smart. I think he wants to get paid after next year. I think they're going to trade Marcus Smart soon. I think Wiseman is like the best they could hope for for him. Yeah, that's that sucks. <laughs> sucks. Okay. Do you have any trades? I don't have any trade trades itself. I just took players that I thought would get traded. And Kuz. Kuz is one of them. Trez was one of them if he opted in. Ben Simmons or Tobias Harris was actually on my list. Danilo Gallinari. Uh, Brandon Clark on Memphis. Tristan Thompson. CJ McCollum. Next time I'll make an actual trade for you. I was just listing players. Danilo Gallinari is an interesting one. That's that might make some sense because they have a lot of guys at that spot. That's smart. You have $40 million to give this guy. And he had some big games in the playoffs, but you don't need him at that price. No, it was a terrible contract. And we <laughs> killed it at the time. It was a terrible contract. When I saw he got $63 million for three years, I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. I could not believe it. How dumb that tra- that deal was. Did they watch Gallo the last few years? Like, he was great last year. Like to me, he was really good last year. But that was the first year he wasn't injured in like seven years. He's also 33. Like, why are you giving this guy so much money? We had this conversation. I think we said it was like <laughs> the worst signing of the, the, the year. I think we said that. We're also going to bring him off the bench. Lou Williams isn't even getting that deal. And Lou Williams is way better than Gallo coming off the bench. Uh, Gallo, when he's fully healthy, is really good. Is he? I think he's a really good player. And he's like 6'10". That's great. He's I'd a 6'10 take shooter. I take Lou over Gallo. Because Luke, Luke can just create his own shot. Out of, like, anywhere. They didn't even play Lou in the playoffs. They sat him. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know why that happened. Maybe it's a defensive liability. I don't know. But, like, I still I think have... he's solid. I think Lou, you need Lou on a, on a really good team. You can't have Lou on a team like Atlanta. You need Lou on a team where he's a luxury, like the Lakers, the Clippers, something like that. They need a superstar. And you're saying Trey Young isn't one. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Oh, whatever. Let me ask you a question. Have these playoffs been underwhelming to you because of all the stars being injured? Because I've been pretty underwhelmed. No, it's been underwhelming because my Lakers got knocked out in the first round. But like, I think the games have actually been, the games have been unpredictable. You can't turn off a game, even if it's a blowout. There's been so many comebacks. Um, I do agree that like the teams that are in the finals right now wouldn't be, would not be in the finals if their opponents were healthy. They shouldn't be there. Phoenix and Milwaukee honestly shouldn't be there. So like, but I wouldn't say the playoff, like the games themselves have been good. No, this isn't about, I agree. The games have been fun. I'm just saying like not seeing Anthony Davis, not seeing Harden, Kyrie, not seeing Giannis these last couple of games. 
Trey Young missing time. Jamal Murray, like, there's been so many injuries to the best players in the league. Yeah. It's kind of put a damper. I'm like, eh. Like, is it a real damper? Yeah. Like, I just, like, you watch the playoffs because you want to see the best of the best, and you haven't seen that. Yeah. Like, it's just Phoenix and Milwaukee should not be in the finals, like you said. They shouldn't even have been in the Western Conference. uh, Sorry, the Conference Finals. They shouldn't have even been there. I mean, they had a cakewalk, though. They played your Lakers. It was an easy round one win, right? So, but besides that, like, I think Milwaukee can make a case that they were the best team in the East. You can make that case because of how unpredictable Brooklyn is. Milwaukee, Milwaukee making it out isn't crazy to me, but Phoenix making it out is crazy to me. They should, like, no one saw this coming. But every, yeah, and every, like, I thought Phoenix would be a very good regular season team. But like every team, Lakers with Anthony Davis, Denver with Jamal Murray, Clippers with Kawhi, every road, sorry, every opponent they've had so far had a major injury. Um, let's see what happens in in, in uh, the finals. Let's see if they, well, I mean, there's no major injury on, on Milwaukee. Giannis will be back. DiVincenzo's the, the biggest injury they'll have now, I guess. Let's get to that Paul, right now. Chris Paul when he gets hurt. But, so right now, the championship is Phoenix versus Milwaukee. Phoenix finished as the two seed, 51 and 21. Milwaukee was the three seed, 46 and 26. Giannis is allegedly working out by himself right now, but he is uncertain for game one. So we are not 100% sure he's going to play in game one. He's playing. You, you think he's going to play for sure? 100% he's playing. How healthy is he? I don't know. That knee was pretty bad. Hyperextended. It, it looked pretty I, bad. It looked terrible. And I've seen I've it's weird like when people hyperextend their knees sometimes it tears, sometimes it's fine and they come back the next week. Other times there's damage like it's just it's a weird sort of uh, motion and, and 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 trauma that the knee undergoes. It's weird. I did not think Giannis could get hurt. Like he looks like he's made of granite. Like he's, he's yeah. I I was like he's hurt. I have never like I haven't seen that before. And when I saw it. It was on such a random play that it didn't make much, like it didn't matter. Yeah. And I, those injuries are the worst, man. Like, wait, like it's on a, it's a nonsense play where he's done it a thousand times. He just jumped up wrong and it landed like it was terrible. And then his reaction was really bad too. Like, that's how, that's how I knew it was not some, just some uh, stinger or something. Like, he, the fact that he walked under his own power was good, but, I didn't know how long he's going to be out. I think he's 100% going to play tomorrow. You can't take those games off. You can take those games off in the conference finals and conference semifinals, especially when you're up or you're tied. But not in the finals, man. If this thing goes to game seven, Giannis is going to want to know that he's played every game. But Giannis is not a flopper. I would. I don't think he does that kind of stuff. No, no. I mean, but I think he'll still like bear it, bear the pain and play. I hope so. I want to see him out there, but I think if he's not there or he's limited, I think Phoenix wins this series pretty easily. Yeah. Well, I have Phoenix winning regardless, but yeah, I agree with you. If if Milwaukee, if Giannis is out for a couple games, uh, it'll be a, a, another cakewalk for them. Look at that. Potentially all every matchup they've had, biggest like huge blows to the stars on each team. That's incredible. That's a crazy run. Like. If Phoenix wins this, I will stop talking smack about the Raptors. Like, if Giannis is out, I'll stop talking smack about the Raptors. And this would be the biggest <laughs> asterisk. It has to be. Because at least when the Raptors played 
when they played Milwaukee um, and they played Orlando and those teams, at least they played the best of the best and Philly. Um, it was just Golden State that had the injuries. But Phoenix has gone through like depleted teams every round. They have been very lucky, but because of how beloved Chris Paul is, there will be no asterisk talk anywhere. Nah, you're right. It'll be he finally got that monkey off his back. He is a superstar. He's the third best point guard of all time. Like that talk is coming. And I like Chris Paul, the player. I do not like Chris Paul, the person. I think he's uh, a very unlikable person on the court. And I think a lot of the commentators corroborated that. Stephen A. Smith said he's an acquired taste. I've never heard someone say that about someone else. And yeah, he said that. Did Stephen A. say that or did he read that and act like he wrote it? Like he made up a... a, No, he said it. He said, he said, he he said it wasn't on first take. It was like the post game commentary with Michael Wilbon. And he said, he said it's, yeah, it wasn't on first take. He didn't have like a whole night to rehearse this (laughs) thing. Uh, He called him an acquired taste. Even Michael Wilbon was like, yeah, you know, like he sort of echoed the same sentiments. And Chris Paul, I've seen this, especially in his days with the Clippers and the stupid Lob City garbage. He was very unlikable. He was very, very uh, heated, very intense, and got in people's faces and got into a lot of scraps. He flopped a lot. He's very unlike. He was very unlikable. But this Phoenix success story has helped Chris Paul's story with a lot of people. I think a, a lot of players don't like Chris Paul. Uh, Patrick Beverly shoved Chris Paul in the, in the last game, and I'm sure Patrick Beverly got a lot of texts saying, "Good job." <laughs> Not that I condone it, but Chris Paul also flopped on that too. So I don't think he flopped there. I think he actually did not see it coming and fell. He rolled though, man. He did a somersault. Come on. Patrick Beverly pushes you and Chris Paul's not a skinny guy. Like he's, 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 he's a stocky point guard. He rolled. He did a full somersault. Come well, he on. sold it after, but I think he actually did fall. Yeah. Down. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, I think he, okay. I think he definitely stumbled, but I think he definitely Grease that a little bit. So Pat Bev only got suspended one game, which I think actually was life for him. I think that was a really bad move that he did. I think it was actually like really bad. Yeah, but I guess the league knows like Chris Paul is a yeah, coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I love Chris Paul the player, and then I hate Chris Paul the player. I hate the flopping. I hate the crying for calls. I hate all that nonsense. Yeah. But as like when he plays, he's so good. He doesn't need to do the other stuff. But I guess he does in his head. So, like, I just hate that he does that stuff. It drives me insane. Yeah. I hate floppers so much. When this when this podcast is over, I'm going to send Webb a video of the worst flop I've ever seen in my life. It's going to blow your mind, this flop. It's amazing. Is it LeBron? Because it won't no, surprise it's in, me. it's in soccer. Oh, okay. Soccer flop that is the most egregious flop I've ever seen in my life. The yeah, worst one ever. But soccer is soccer's notorious for flops. Flopping. This is the worst one ever. On camera. It's it's amazing. You'll see it. All right. I won't, I, soccer flops don't surprise me. They, they, they get away with murder. Sometimes. Sometimes the refs don't, don't really call, call it. They call them out. Okay, so my prediction for this series, Phoenix and Six. I have Giannis coming back fully healthy by game two. I think Phoenix gets it done in six games. What do you have, Webb? Uh, I have Phoenix winning. I want to say six, but seven wouldn't surprise me. I, I have this as Giannis playing every game. 
Seven wouldn't surprise me. I think the home court advantage is huge, especially Phoenix's home court advantage. Um, seven wouldn't surprise me. Giannis plays uh, Phoenix in seven. I think Phoenix is a bad matchup for Milwaukee. Aiton is a really good defensive center. Chris Paul can kind of take away Drew Holiday. I just, I really like this Phoenix team. I think they're actually a good team. They're not, they're, the thing is, if they win a championship, they get all the credit that comes with the champion. I think they're a really good team, but I don't think they're like an elite team, if that makes sense. But they're a hard matchup for a lot of teams. So I have, okay, so I have, in terms of the defensive advantages, rebounding, I have Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's going to dominate there. As good as Aiton is, I like Giannis and Lopez, Bobby Portis. I like those guys better than 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 Aiton, Bridges, those guys. Didn't Defensive. Lopez have like 32 in game six? He played amazing. Yeah. And he's a good yeah. shot blocker. And he and he can he can he's obviously a stretch five. Um, so I, I think Lopez is a little underrated here. Defensively, I think they have a really good team, Milwaukee. Um, defensively. Uh Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, PJ Tucker. Solid. Very solid. And I think that beats Phoenix with Chris Paul and Mikhail Bridges and Tory Craig and Jay Crowder and DeAndre Ayton. Like, so I think, I think it all depends, man. I think it depends on how Milwaukee does at home. I can see Phoenix coming out two nothing, and then maybe Milwaukee tying it up. So my issue with Milwaukee is that PJ Tucker is going to play for them. I think he's probably going to guard Booker, right? You think that's going to happen? Uh, maybe not. Maybe Chris Middleton will guard Booker. But they're playing five on four because he's a nothing on offense. Who Tucker? PJ Tucker. He doesn't score anymore. He sits in the corner and he shoots the three. <laughs> in games, the last game against Atlanta, he was two for 10, one for seven from three. That's really he, bad. Yeah, it's bad. He's not a good shooter anymore. And he was never a great shooter. He's worse now. No. But I, I like him, you know, taking that baseline three. I, I think he's really reliable there. I, I would count on him to, to take it. His shot's not great, like in terms of how it looks, but I would rely on him there. He's one of the be- most reliable three-point shooters, I think. Milwaukee. I think I think you're remembering him in Houston where he was a decent three-point shooter. I think he no, is think, not that anymore. I think he's solid. I don't think he's like in the NBA. I don't think he's one of the best. But I think in this matchup, like I think I think he's solid. And the defensive and the, and the toughness that he brings is just invaluable. I just – I like the six-man rotation of campaign, Chris Paul, Booker, Aiton, Jay Crowder, and Bridges. I think that's a good rotation. Those are six really good players. Payne can take some minutes off Chris Paul's back, keep him fresh. It's very small, though. It's a very small rotation, other than Aiden. Is Crowder small? I thought he was like 6'9". I think he's like 6'8". But he's, but he's, he's going to play the four. Like I would rather like, – I like Milwaukee's length with Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. I like, I like that length a little bit more than, than what – uh phoenix brings but i think phoenix has multiple advantages over milwaukee as the former president of the bobby portis fan club uh i'm off that train now i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) i was pushing that bandwagon for like two years in chicago and he burned me really bad i'm not not doing it anymore i'm done he's solid i like i wouldn't pay this guy a lot of money that's for sure but like he's he's solid he's a role player how many minutes does fake Giannis get this hurt this get the series like brother Giannis? Yeah, Thanasis. Oh, I don't think he played as many games, so I don't know. Like total <laughs> minutes? I have no idea. Twenty? 
<laughs> I was gonna say ten. I was gonna say ten. <laughs> I would try and like say Anthony Kumpo is gonna play if Giannis is gonna miss time, and then just have him wear Giannis's jersey and see if no one notices. People will definitely notice when they see him on the court. Give him a mask like Devin Booker wore. <laughs> they gotta do something. They gotta figure something out. He can't shoot any worse than Giannis, so might take a while. It's true. I think Phoenix has a really good five and a six. I like their five more than Milwaukee's five. Milwaukee has an interesting team. Drew, Chris, and Giannis, if healthy, are really good. Lopez is kind of streaky. I just I think they're a better team than Milwaukee. Vegas has Phoenix as the favorite, by the way. As of right now, they are favored to win the series. Yeah, I don't care about Vegas. I uh I I have Phoenix winning too. I think Phoenix is a deeper team. I think Phoenix is a better shooting team. I think Phoenix actually has go-to players. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, you could put the ball in their hands. Even campaign, put the ball in his hands, create his own shot. He'll make something work. I don't think Milwaukee has that as much. Like as good as Chris Milton is and Drew Holiday, I don't think that they're on that level and go-to guys, guys you can give the ball to with a minute left and get a bucket for you. I just don't think they are. I think Middleton can, but I'm not taking him over Devin Booker or CP3. Oh, no. like... Sure. So I think for me, this series comes down to Aiton versus Giannis. If Giannis is 100%, he could dominate. But if he's at like 85%, Aiton could really like dominate the glass against him, keep him contained a little bit. I think it's definitely possible Milwaukee wins the series. Really? I, I think Phoenix is going to win. I have them in six. But if Giannis scores like 42 a night and is just Superman Giannis and Chris Middleton does what he's been doing, Drew Holiday locks down Chris Paul. Drew Holiday might be the best defensive guard in basketball. That's what Kevin Durant said. So I just think that they have pieces to stop. Like you said, they have defensive pieces to stop Phoenix. Yeah. and, and it, Sorry. I just think that like I think Phoenix is the better team. But I think Giannis, if healthy, is the best player. And if he's an MVP, like he's won two of them so far, he could take the series over and dominate it. He has that in him to do. And if and that's Phoenix's fault because they should have studied up by now to limit Giannis's chances. Do not let him bring the ball above his hip. Do not let him get too close to the basket, and you'll do a good job containing him. They should have. They have enough defenders there. They have Crowder who can pester him. They have Mikael Bridges. They have DeAndre Ayton. They should not be letting Giannis dominate. It should not happen. I mean, people shouldn't have let Shaq dominate either, but they couldn't stop him. To me, Shaq is a different guy, though, man. Like, I know they like to compare Giannis and Shaq in terms of dominance, but Shaq was so elite, and no one required Shaq to shoot. Like, there was, there was never a time when you're like, Shaq, you know, is getting contained. He can't score. He has to go outside and shoot. Like, Shaq couldn't hit free throws. He couldn't shoot to save his life. I think the dominance is so different. Like that was when the NBA was a little tougher, a lot tougher. Giannis is the new age Shaq. If Shaq played today, he would be Giannis. He'd be better than Giannis, but Shaq would be shooting threes. He played today. It'd be a disaster, but he'd be doing it. (laughs) Yeah. You'd have to do that. But Giannis, I I don't know. To me, Giannis is sheer athleticism. Uh, I mean, Shaq was, was power, but I don't know. I think I just find Giannis so ineffective. You could have given Shaq the ball back to the basket with two minutes left, and he's scoring. 
I don't. Or he's getting fouled and missing both shots. <laughs> but I don't have, I don't have that confidence in Giannis to give the ball two minutes left and he getting me a bucket. He might do it, but I just don't have confidence in him like I do with Shaq. It's because he's not going back to the basket. He's gonna go out to twenty two feet and shoot a three, or Jeez. shoot like a, a a far two or a three because they're playing eight feet off him. Because like, please shoot this shot, Giannis. Yeah, and that's what Phoenix should do. A hundred percent. I think they should keep Aiden close to the basket. I just say Giannis, yeah. 15 feet. If you beat us shooting 15 foot, you're good for you. Congratulations. I don't think you can do it, but good luck. 100%. Because if they um, if they force Milwaukee to just let the threes fly, Phoenix is winning that game. If, it's, yeah. if, if they, if they want to shoot out with Phoenix, Phoenix is winning that all day. So that's what, that's what I would try to do if I'm Phoenix. Collapse the paint. Don't let Giannis come inside and um, force him to shoot, force Brooke Lopez to, to take threes, force Drew Holiday to take threes. And they should win that series pretty easily. So I used to think Shaq couldn't shoot free throws because he has gigantic hands. Right. And Giannis, the same thing. But Kawhi has the biggest hands in the universe, and he can shoot yeah. free throws. Yep. I have no idea what their issue is. It doesn't make sense anymore why they can't do it. I don't know. Shaq's technique was also like one of the worst ever. At least Giannis doesn't look as terrible shooting the free throws, but Shaq was just all time bad. He was just shot putting the ball into the into the net, just line drive. Shaq was just too big a human. Yeah, <laughs> just doesn't make sense. You shouldn't be that big a person. It's not. It's not realistic. Yeah. So I I would bet Phoenix in six, but I think there's a there is there is a very easy to see scenario where Milwaukee dominates the series and Phoenix Devin Booker doesn't have a shot going Giannis is, has Aiden in battle trouble really early and I, I could see Giannis taking the series over and winning I wouldn't bet on it but I could see it happening very easily if, if Phoenix can't hit their threes they're in trouble deep trouble I could see Milwaukee I don't think Milwaukee has to depend on the threes like Phoenix does if Milwaukee can operate inside but um, yeah, I have I have Phoenix in seven. I think the home court is a huge advantage too. Phoenix's crowd behind them, there in Arizona, like is huge. They're one of the best crowds this playoffs. Is the Suns in four guy invited to every game at home? Yes, Devin Booker is paying for every ticket for him. I think they honestly should. I really, <laughs> I really believe they should do that. Did yeah. Did you see that guy on social media after he he he? he whatever posted streamed whatever the hell it was that uh that he beat up uh sons and four guy the the interview i saw yeah it was embarrassing yeah i hit him when he wasn't looking and then he didn't even hit me at all and there was nothing and i was like buddy we saw the video he was feeding shots to you what are you talking about you i can't think he was deny ho- this i think he was hoping that no one saw the video everyone in the world saw the video yeah okay i'm gonna get you out of here on the last question okay this championship for Chris Paul or Giannis, who is it more important to in their legacy? Giannis. Really? Giannis, yeah. I you think can't I'm get, say Chris Paul. You can't get mad. Okay. Chris Paul being, you say, the top three point guard of all time if he wins this. Giannis being, or you and many others say, the most dominant player since Shaq. There's no reason. Well, one, uh, Milwaukee got a cakewalk with. James Harden being hurt and Kyrie Irving not making it to the finals. 
as soon as that happened, as soon as they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, this championship should be Milwaukee's. Like, if I'm Giannis, I'm like, I'm not losing this thing. Giannis needs to win this. He got the Supermax. He is a two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, all of that stuff. He's 26 years old. He needs to win this more than Chris Paul needs it. Chris Paul, if he doesn't win this, there will be excuses made. He's, you know, he's 36. How could you expect a 36-year-old point guard who's bounced around from team to team? He's made teams much better, but just because he didn't win the, the fight in the finals doesn't mean that he's, a, you know, a failure. And Mark Jackson already said Chris Paul's a champion. He didn't say that about Giannis. He said Chris Paul's already a- wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But Mark Jackson said, regardless of whether Chris Paul wins or loses, he said this after uh, the most recent game when Chris Paul dropped 41. He said, regardless of whether Chris Paul wins or loses, he's already a champion. And I think... Wait, one second. Is he a champion because he won like the best barbecue award at some picnic? Like, what is he a champion of? <laughs> what is he... So- of being old and playing well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's theoretically a champion? No. No. He has to win a championship to be considered a champion. It's very simple. I agree. But I still think it's going to be riding more on 26-year-old Giannis, who is the supposedly the most dominant player since Shaq, more than 36-year-old Chris Paul, who can finish his career without winning a championship and still it's not going to fall on him as much. He's also a small point guard. Um, he's not offensively oriented or, sorry, offensively dominant like other point guards are nowadays, he's he's a complete floor general. So he's defensive. He's a great passer. He sees the floor more than other point guards do. Pass first guy. Um, I think it's definitely more Giannis's legacy on the line. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Because right now, every time in the playoffs when they show a picture of great players who haven't won a play won a title, it's Charles Barkley and Chris Paul when he retires. For the rest of history. He'll be beside Charles Barkley's face. Giannis, no one considers him a great basketball player. They consider him a dominant force. I think they he's, consider him a great basketball player too. Not, I don't think he's so. not, not, I don't think they consider him like very skilled offensively, but I still think they think he's a great, great basketball player. He can't shoot. No. Like he's like, he's, he can't shoot. That's important to be a great basketball player. Oh. I think he's if if Giannis was was six seven like he's not in this conversation. So he's a physical freak who is the most is dominant because his physical attributes allow him to be. Chris Paul doesn't have those doesn't have that. He is a great basketball player who has not won a title. I think it's more stating to his legacy. So okay, I want to ask you this: Who does Chris if Chris Paul retires? Who does he, which team does he retire with? Uh, the Clippers. Clippers. Chris Paul bounced around. Chris Paul has been on three teams in the last three years. This guy, I mean, not, not that he's been chasing rings, but he didn't expect to be in the finals. We didn't expect to see Chris Paul in the finals. We can't even link Chris Paul to a team right now because he has been on Houston, OKC, and Phoenix in the last three years. I don't know what Chris Paul's legacy is in terms of a team. Like he's bounced around so much. Giannis is the Milwaukee Bucks. When you think of the Bucks, you're gonna think of Moncrief, um, Kareem, or Luol Sindor, Giannis, Robertson. The, uh, Giannis is the Milwaukee Bucks. He's the most popular and most recognizable Milwaukee Bucks player since uh, Kareem slash Alcindor. I think that's why. That's another reason why 
this is more at stake for Milwaukee. Where is Chris Paul in the all-time point guard records right now? Where do you think I have he to is? Think about that. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, so right right now, Magic and Isaiah are definitely ahead of him, right? Yeah, yeah. He can he can never pass Magic. He has a chance at Isaiah, but I forgot to give him a chance at Isaiah unless he wins a couple. Uh, the gold medals help him in the Olympics. Ah, oh, no one counts that man. No one counts that. They took the dream team in '92 and as Hall of Famers. They do count that. Carmelo is going to get in because he won gold medals at the Olympics. In the Hall no, of he's, Fame, all, he's also a top 10 uh, scorer of all time. Yeah. That's impressive. For That's pretty impressive. That The company that he's in with Jordan and Kobe, LeBron, Malone, like Kareem, like that's very impressive. Would is you put Melo in? Is he number one in shots taken also? <laughs> Less Probably passes not. given? <laughs> I think it's that's like, impressive, though. Like right now, you have to have Stockton ahead of, of Chris Paul right now. Mm-hmm. The durability. If he gets one oh, title, yeah. he jumps ahead of Stockton. He jumps ahead of Steve Nash. He jumps ahead of a bunch of guys that right now he's not ahead of. Or that there's a conversation. He automatically gets ahead of these guys. And then he's in the top 20 players all time. Like he's in that category. As I wouldn't put him be- top 20 all time at all. Because the media the- likes him. They will do it for him. He's also not going to go over Steph. So he's going to be at least three behind. I think Steph isn't seen as a traditional point guard. They see him no, as a guy who kind of changed basketball. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I just think this elevates Chris Paul into a new level of basketball, of the basketball rank. I think it upgrades him. I don't think a title validates Giannis like it would Chris Paul. I think it does because of the points that you made before. Because you said he's not what you said was a great basketball player. For him to come from where he came from, hone his athleticism, just exploit all that power, skill, uh, sorry, power, athleticism um, into an, uh, two MVPs, a defensive player of the year, and an NBA championship, winning a finals MVP and all that stuff, I think that can help his case. I think, I think Giannis would probably vault into top, I don't know, 50 See, if he does that. So Giannis right now, is looking at a different line. He's looking at the best foreign-born players ever. That's who he's competing against, I think, for as of right now. And I don't think he could pass Dirk and Hakeem. And Ginobili might have a case. Tony Parker's in there. Ginobili. I think... Get out of here. Ginobili won five titles. Uh, did he win five or four? I think he was there he for all of them. Oh, he won four? Okay, sorry. I, think I thought four. he was there for the first one, too. But I think you're right. I think he came after. Yeah, I think Parker only has four. I'm just saying, like, you need to. I don't think he's competing with the rest of the NBA yet because of how like new he is to the league. But if he gets one, he jumps up to like third all time almost for the best foreign guys ever, maybe fourth. It puts him in a different echelon. But Chris Paul is playing for the world. It's a different category for him right now. Giannis still has ten years left. We don't know. One injury and he's done. That it, 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 his game is so predicated on athleticism. This guy's finished. Yeah, you're probably right. You're right. That's true. I just I think Chris Paul needs it more, man. He's, he doesn't have chances to get back. Like, this isn't going to happen again. I agree with you in terms of urgency, Chris Paul, but because of those reasons. But I just think Chris Paul can retire and still be one of the best point guards ever. And we still wouldn't be like, ah, we'll be like, ah, he didn't get the championship. That sucks. 
would have been better if he did, but I don't think we expected Chris Paul to get a championship. And I think we were fine with that. Giannis is supposed to dominate and bring a championship back to Milwaukee. I think people thought he was going to get a championship at the Clippers. Lob said he was going crazy. Yeah, Those true. expectations were there. He went to Houston. They were up 3-1 three, three, against Golden State. He hurts his hamstring, loses it. Like There have been times Chris, Chris Paul was supposed to get a title, and he did not get it. And, the, and then we kind of just put those expectations to bed. Because he's old, not because of him. It was because he got too old. We still that, thought and, he could do it. That And then when we saw him in OKC, we we're like, okay, this guy's career is finished. Then he goes to Phoenix, and we're like, well, this team's definitely better. They probably make the playoffs. But I don't know, at least for me, I was like, Chris Paul's not winning a damn thing. I just think you hate Chris Paul. No. No, no, no. I'm, I think Chris Paul's legacy is solidified. Like, I think he's one of the best point guards we've ever seen, regardless of whether he wins the championship or not. If he gets the championship, though, he jumps over those guys. He's the third best ever. And you could argue second. I would. I, I, I think I'd have him lower than that. I'd have Magic, Zeke, and Chris, uh, Steph Curry over Chris Paul, but I don't mind him at number four. I don't, in fact, I don't mind him as number four right now. I mind him very much at number four right now. I would definitely have uh, Jerry West. Jerry West. <laughs> I would have Steve Nash and John Stockton over him right now. Okay. I John Stockton played that. 20 years, is the assist leader and steals leader by a lot. Like those numbers will never be reached again. He played 82 games, like 18 straight years. And Steve Everything. Nash has two MVPs. Yeah, Chris Steve Nash is over two MVPs, but I wouldn't put Chris Paul over Steve Nash because he wins a championship. I, I think I think with his staying power in the league, Nash Chris Paul from almost a jump was a great point guard. Nash took a while to be a great point guard. He was a good point guard, and then he had a really bad ending to his career. Chris Paul is still going. I think Chris Paul has a better has more longevity than than Steve Nash. I wouldn't mind elevating Chris Paul over Steve Nash. I think I would. I think the highs haven't been as high for Chris Paul as Steve Nash. And I think if Amari doesn't get hurt, Steve Nash probably has a title right now as well. <laughs> yeah, but we can say that about uh, if if Chris Paul didn't get hurt. Uh, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's Chris Paul, though. That's Chris Paul didn't get hurt. Steve Nash doesn't have control over Amari's body. Well, we'll see. And I like Chris Paul. I hope he wins the title. I think it means more for him. I guess you just disagree because you're a bad person. I uh, I like Devin Booker. I like DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I don't know who I... I think I want Phoenix to win a little bit, but I feel kind of bad because I'd also feel kind of good if, if Milwaukee won, seeing what Phoenix did to us and how much smack Devin Booker was talking. So <laughs> I think I'm good either way, man. I think I would enjoy it more if Phoenix won because it would hurt you emotionally. So I'm good with that. <laughs> I like Monty Williams too. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn, man. It's really hard. Sure. Well, we have some time. We'll see. Okay. Everybody, please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, Amazon's new thing. Uh, Please subscribe. It really helps us grow. We really appreciate it. Please go to undraftedsports.com. We are part of their podcast network now. There are lots of great podcasts on there. Go check those out. We really appreciate that as well. Web. Anything to add before we get out of here? Yeah, make sure you take out Trust the Bank. And <laughs> the Canadians just scored. So they're up 2-1 against Tampa. I don't know what the final score will be. 
uh, by the time you hear this, but looks like their playoff hopes may stay alive for another night. Possibly. Possibly. Tampa wins 4-2. <laughs> Maybe. We'll be back later in the week breaking down at least the first game, probably the first few games of the NBA Finals. So get ready for that. Thank you, Evan, for listening. Have a great night. We out. Lakers 2022. Where the Suns will win in four games.